Sunday pour, we are back. Uh, I gotta be honest, I was away for like 36 hours this week, and that's why we're recording on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And it seems like I was going a month because I come back and Greg Allen's the pride of the Yankees. Judge may not have a job when he comes back, and the Suns (laughs) are on the ropes. And a lot has happened the past uh, couple days. The the Yankee lineup is maybe the most likable Yankee lineup uh, we've had all year. Uh, from Brantley to Allen to Florial, you have uh, what's his name, Gittins. He's on there tonight, but Gittins uh, getting at bats. Odor might be my favorite Yankee of the 2021 version of the team. Uh, yeah, all of a sudden I'm chock full of optimism with this team. I at least like watching the team. I at least like rooting for the guys just because these are the underachievers. It's much more fun to root for underachievers than it is for – wait, sorry. They're overachievers. Overachievers. Yeah, yeah. Back that up, scratch that, reverse it. Uh, they're overachievers. It's much more fun to root for them than it is for underachievers, the guys who batted two, you know, 215. Of course, the only guy who can't get hurt is like Tyler Wade and Gardner, who have been terrible. But, you know, what are you going to do? Beggars can't be choosers, right? Well, Glaber Torres just made his 28th error of the season, if that brings you back down to reality a little bit. Uh, they gave him a hit, which looks like home cooking to me, but that was an error. <laughs> I just flipped it over. I flipped it back. I see, yeah, I see Greg Allen. I have last inning on, and I see Greg Allen walk. A nice at bat, and I see a Floreal walked in, even though he was playing. Didn't know he was back. That's nice. And then, uh, speaking of dose of reality, you get hit in the face with it in the uh, name of Tyler Wade, who just hits into a double play, who just continues to be the most useless, longest tenured Yankee. I mean, other than Gardner, has there been a guy who's been on this team longer than Tyler Wade? I got to say, I got to look at Ronald Torres in the other dugout. Who's like a, a million times better version of Tyler Wade doing it for the Phillies, a guy we used to have. Sickening. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's when you get to the, the bottom of the lineup there, and Floreal is not really MLB ready, is uh, batting eighth. And you're throwing Wade in after him. And it's, it's like, of all the guys that are, have been out of the lineup, how is this guy still in the fucking lineup? It's miserable. But we got a triple tonight, man. We were talking about it last last week. We usually jinx that kind of shit. Here it here it is. Uh, second series after the All Star break, and uh, Greg Allen's getting a triple. Unbelievable. Yeah, we did. That's right. Greg Allen tripled off the wall. Did Harper misplay that ball, or was it a legit triple? I well, heard the was, radio call. It was over his head. I you know I I had to rewind it because I was in the other room. I didn't really analyze it, but. Uh, I think he just was in on Allen a little bit and didn't have, you know, it just kind of snuck over him. Bounced off uh-huh. the wall, bounced off the wall, and he couldn't get to it. So, yeah, it, it was pretty, pretty much exactly what you said last week, where it had to be uh, a little misplay and kind of bang around the wall a little bit. But Yeah, it got to rattle around a little bit in order to get a triple in this ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened, though. Kid hustled, got around, number 22, diving into third. It was perfect. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing a little flipping here. Yanks on one channel. Uh, looks like awesome uh, Phillies are rallying now. Yeah, great job with the shift right there. And uh, the Suns were on the ropes. I came on here ready to proclaim the Suns on the rope, but they've since tied it. Five minutes left, and uh, 
second quarter. This looks like the game to bet the under in here. This is an under bet. Teams are tight. The Bucks got to the the Bucks. They stole Game Five in Phoenix. The Bucks fans, the players, they're all there for a party tonight, and they look a little tight, a little tight. And the Phoenix definitely looks tight. When you're staring history in the face, man, that's uh, it's really tough to step up to the plate. How many years has it been since Milwaukee uh, brought home a title? Is seventy-one? They said. Yeah, it's fifty. Yeah, fifty. The 50 years in the dot. Yeah. Might be. Yeah, might be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of weight. It's a lot of baggage. I'm sorry. But I got to revert back to baseball real quick. Yes. Har- Harbor, it's a, a tailor-made double play ball. There, there's a thing that they called in baseball for about 80 years. It was called double play depth. And that is exactly where the shortstop would be on that fucking double play ball. On that ground, twenty twenty one. On that on that ground ball, the Harper hit. That's exactly where shortstop would be. It worked for fucking eighty years. What what is your hope with a guy in first there? Why it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me? Where was the shortstop playing? On the second base side of the ball. <laughs> the second base side playing of the playing on the second. Oh, so they have the shift on, obviously. Okay. Yeah, the Harper shift. Yeah, and snuck right through in it. It was, uh, yeah, the shortstop would have gone to his left, like a step or two, flipped to second, turned it, easy double play. Out of six, four, three. Yeah, tailor made. Or Pick. six, six, three. Could have stepped on short. Could have stepped on second. It's, yeah, possible. Yep. Tailor made. And uh, instead, it was a man made fucking disaster. The big brains of uh, Aaron Boone and company. Getting in the way. All right, sorry. That is pisses me off so much. It's, it's called double play depth. They, they invented that, but, uh, you know, this crop reinvented the game. So, they're stupid. It's not Chad Green that gets to come in and uh, try and put the flames out? Yes. Yeah. That Chad, Green, either way. Chad Green, we hope, is Aaron Loop. What a hell of a Sunday for the Mets. <laughs> God, what did he do? He got out of a big jam, right? He loaded the bases and struck out the side. <laughs> it was incredible. Struck out the side. He loaded the bases first and then struck out three uh, batters in a row. I mean, three pirates in a row, but. Created his own mess and got out of it. Actually, two all-stars. I think he struck out Fraser and Reynolds in, uh, in the three he struck out. Oh, okay. That was oh against the Pirates Sunday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the, fit, I was thinking the, the 11 inning affair against the uh, Reds. Days yeah. are blended. Yeah, I didn't catch. I didn't catch that one. But this uh, Mets team, I don't. I don't listen. I didn't listen to any New York sports radio today. Did you? No, I was away today. Uh, try, try. I was going to ask you if uh, the, what the reaction of Mets fans was on the radio. I feel like our friend, the Mets fan, if you if you don't even call him that, former Mets fan, I feel like he's way yeah. off on how you should feel about that team. I agree. I thought you were going to say friend. <laughs> if, you, if you can call him that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of debatable things I said in that sentence. <laughs> yeah, is he a friend? Is he a Mets fan? Uh, yeah, I uh, I feel like they should be like a feel good team. They're in first place. Like they, it sucks that Degrom's hurt, obviously, but shouldn't they? I mean, you're you're hanging on. You're having these ridiculous games. Yeah, they're the Reds and the Pirates, but you're finding a way to win. That kind of shit's great. 
And your biggest competition is the Phillies, who are having problems with the Yankees right now. I mean, you got a shot here if you're the Mets. Yeah, seriously. Real good shot. And Chad Green's trying to keep Philly, the Philly season alive here single-handedly with a four-pitch walk to McCutcheon. But I think if you're a Mets fan, you should be feeling all right. You're, you should you know, be happy you're in a little bit of a subpar division. Take advantage of it. Have, you fun, know? have fun with it, man. I'm having fun with this Yankee team. Like, if, you're, if it's possible for me to have fun with this Yankee team, you could have fun with that Met team. Yeah. This isn't – I mean, see how much fun you're having like five minutes from now. No, I know. I just uh, – again, they're the overachievers. I mean, I don't really expect them to do much. So, when they go on, they got a, they, they got a 4-2 lead with uh, Noah was on the mound. I'll take it. But, True. Um, I think they were a slight underdog today. Yeah. Against Nola. So they are the gritty, gutty Yankees today, as John Sterling would say. <laughs> hey, and uh, John Boy, I got to figure out how to do some, uh, some magic. I don't, I don't have any idea how to get him on the, a three-way call and record him. But, well, we're going to have to figure out a way. We're going to have to do it. Get him on the show. We got to get John on the show, yeah. We got we to gotta pick his brain about this Yankee season. We will – yeah, we will uh, – We'll discuss off here how the logistics, but it's, uh, it's, a po- it's a possibility that we have a real special guest in the show. Yeah, we got to so figure that out. Our, our intern slash uh, former producer really coming through. Amazing job by him. Yeah. Well, let's not suck everybody's dick just yet, but, you know. I mean, he, called me, he, he called me last he's night. He's a friend, all, of, friend of John's. He called me last night all fired up. He's like, like he's in. <laughs> I was dying, man. Yeah. He's like, did you talk to him at all? He texted me last night. I te- I texted him back for a second, and just touched base, and he said, uh, he said he said he landed John. He's uh, he said uh, he called he got him last night. He's like, you know, it's an off day, right? He's like, and uh, the friend of the program is like, yeah. <laughs> Stumbled over myself there. Uh, keep it anonymous. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, did I bother you or something like that? He's like, oh, I just, I'm in seventh heaven right now. <laughs> I had a few pops. It was a little bit of oh, a bang. Of course. Yeah, taking advantage. Oh, man. So maybe we get John on a little bit of an off day. I'd like to get a late. I got John with a few drinks in him. I want to find out what his, uh, well, how he unwinds. He seems like, a, he's just, I have a feeling he's watching like old movies and, uh, like you know, he did like a thing on the on Sirius Sinatra. I'm definitely gonna ask him about that. He did like a like his favorite Sinatra songs on Sirius Sirius Sinatra. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I I don't know. I feel like I don't know if he has like a record player or what he does. I don't know. I, I want to know how the great John Sterling unwinds. I'd say some brown liquor. Oh well, I that's that's like the easiest part to to guess. <laughs> So what does he do when he's having those brows? What's he watching? Yeah. What's he listening to? Yeah. What's his choice of drink? I wonder if he does he make a cocktail for himself? Does he have a shaker? Something? Is he whipping something up or is he just puts a straw in the bottle, call it a night? I could see him being a, a mixed drink guy. Yeah. John. Something like an old fashioned or a Manhattan. Yeah. Definitely. It's gotta be something old school. I could see John the Maraschino cherry in his glass. Yeah, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. You think he? Uh, you think he makes it? Or you think he has someone make it for him? 
or both. Yeah, I wonder if he makes his own at home. I mean, I'm sure he's a bar guy. All those, all those guys are bar guys because they're always on the road. But uh, oh, he's definitely a bar guy, piano bar. I wonder if he's home though. Yeah, it's a good question. If he mixes it up on its own, could yeah. just be a straight poor guy. Could just be a Sunday poor guy. Well, he's gonna be. Yeah, well, he's gonna be a Sunday poor guy for sure. We'll get some. We'll get some answers. Yeah, I was listening to him today. I was up in uh, up in Rhode Island, and I was listening to the game on the way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't. Uh, trying to think, what was he complaining about today? He's, he's getting a little cranky with this Yankee team. He's not. He's not loving it. Oh, why, I mean, why, why is he getting cranky tonight? Um, what I I know, Reese Hoskins led off with a home run in the second inning. I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then something happened. Up, did somebody hit something against the shift? It's usually the shift that sets him off. Kind of like oh, what happened with you. Yeah, ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does not. He does not like hits against the shift. Yeah, because it looks te- it look it looks terrible. It just looks awful when it happens. Because you, you see it, especially when you watch it on TV. Which well, he's at the game now. But when you watch it on TV and you see it, and your initial reaction is like, "Well, somebody's definitely going to be there to pick that up," and then there's nobody there. So it just looks awful. Right. So he's allowed to do these home games. He can't go. He still can't yeah. go on the road. Yeah. Well, I guess which they got they got to do something about that. And there's almost no way that Sterling is like checking out the defensive line alignment ahead of every at bat. Well, it's kind of hard to do. It's kind of hard to do if you're uh, you're saying if you're not in the ballpark. Oh, if you're not in the if he's not in there, definitely not. But I'm saying if he's in the ballpark, I, I'm giving a fifty fifty that he's like watching the infield, sh- you know, shift around. <laughs> it could sneak up on you. Yeah, it could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's tough unless you, unless you're right on top of it. it could def- the defensive alignment could uh, sneak up on you for sure. Yep. All right, so D, uh, Green actually gets out of the inning, strikes out DD. I got to go to basketball now. This is this is uh, this is some good stuff. This is this is some legacy shit, man. These are some serious talking points that are going to be going forward after this game. Chris Paul, Giannis, this is big. Yeah, we talked about the, we talked about that. I still feel like Chris Paul is just like too old. I don't know. It's not like he's. It's not like he's gonna not mean something, but like his legacy is almost etched in stone. This is like a cherry on top thing. Giannis, this is a this is a turning point of his career type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is where yeah. he could elevate himself. He's already a superstar, but he's a flawed superstar. This is where he could elevate himself into you know rarefied air with a finals MVP this this early in his career. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be a big deal. Oh, huge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's just fun watching, uh, you know, a, a big man, I mean, a, a modern big man kind of, you know, being the dominant player in a series. It's just, a, it's just weird. You don't, you don't see that anymore at all. And then he's the, and he's the guy. Uh, you know, in the, in the modern day, it's all swingmen and you know, small forwards that can play all over the place. Uh, so it's kind of cool that it's, that it's a big man doing it. Yeah, very different than what you're uh, used to this in this day and age in the NBA. Yeah, you know, he's not a step back shooter. He's not a big three point shooter. 
he's kind of stopped shooting. Like he's not shooting nearly as much as he did early in the playoffs. It's almost like he's adjusted his game mm-hmm. halfway through the playoffs, and he's just realized his. Uh, I don't know if he's trusting his teammates more, if he's just realizing that he's such a beast down low, kind of, you know, go inside the paint. Yeah, it could be just uh, playing towards his strengths, you know. Yeah, I think he's, he's, uh, he's definitely made some adjustments throughout the playoffs. And he's been playing a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we, it was after the first two games, everybody was writing them off. The Suns were, you know, the, the darlings. and. Uh, this has just been the Bucks' mo. You know this exact script, almost the exact script that they had against the Nets. All right, just t- take care of business at home and yeah. try and steal one on the road. And they're 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 there. They're at the two yard line. They're down five here in the second half. A uh, second half, second quarter. Uh, let's see, forty six seconds left. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I would favor the Bucks here in this game. Uh, I know Vegas did. Vegas had him by five. I saw a slight number, saw a slight bit of the money going towards the Suns, which I was surprised about. I expected people to be pounding the Bucks at home. Uh, but hey, we get to see what the Suns are made of. Finally, we've seen the Bucks respond to adversity in the playoffs against the Nets. We saw them do it in this series down 2 0. Have we really seen the Suns respond now? Because now that they got hit in the mouth. Forget about four and five. They got hit in the mouth in game five. They blew a big lead. They had a big lead in the first quarter. They're up 16 at the end of the first. Now, you know, now they got to win. A, now they got to win a big road game when everyone's there for a party. And I'm a sucker for this shit on Twitter. I saw someone say that the the Bucks champagne was like v- visible to the to the Suns players, and no, staff, and all of them today. No, don't. That's a huge mistake. Touching the money there? That's a huge mistake. You do not want the other team to see the party favors that are, that are going to be open at their expense. No, that's ter- That's awful. That's bad karma. That's just, that's just bad sports karma right there. Everyone's there for a party right now. Oh, man. It's the Suns' job, man. They, they're getting back on a plane to go to Phoenix, man. You got to take Milwaukee with you. Everybody is – there's 65,000 people outside of that arena, they said. Another what? They're, they're showing it right now. Boom, oh on cue. That's ridiculous. 65K, they said, out there. I bet you it's even more than that. There's another what? 20 inside the arena? 100,000 people are there for a party, man. If you're the Suns, that's, gotta, insane. that's insane. But the, the, the champagne shit, man. I mean <sighs> – how many times have we said that, that the extra FU mode that the, that the Suns need? Not that you need it. I mean, you're, you're desperate anyway. You're, you're down. Your season's on the line. Championship's on the line. Uh, you, don't need that. you don't need the team to get to an extra FU mode at all. Don't give anybody any – yeah, don't give a team any life. You know, <laughs> let them come in here. Let them come in here and feel like they're done. You know, let them feel like they got a you know a big hill to climb. Don't don't give them any reason to dig any deeper than they already have to. And not only is there the fu mode that, from the Suns, it also kind of puts a little added pressure on not even not pressure, I guess, on, on for the Bucks. It, it just makes them feel like almost entitled. Like, okay, this is a formality. Like they have the champagne here. Like our T-shirts are probably next to them too. Like this is this game's a formality. It might put them at a little too much ease. Oh yeah, the T-shirts have been printed. When uh, when the Suns are going to come out, you know, scrapping and clawing, 
and the Bucks are sitting there, you know, bl- you know, uh, blowing hot air on their champagne glasses, <sighs> wiping them down. <laughs> oh yeah, and they played that first half like they were carrying the weight of fifty something years, and they, like they played that first half from what I saw. Like they are trying to make sure they don't let anyone down tonight. They're playing. They're playing. They're playing tight. They're playing tight. I always say to bet the under in a game seven. This almost feels like a game seven with the pace it's at. A lot of missed shots. A little bit slower pace. Guys making mistakes. Drew Holiday's bricking threes. What else is new? The guy's been a brick machine. Although apparently he was pretty good in game five, which I I didn't see a lot of. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think the Bucks are gonna come out here and play a big second half. Right. I think they're gonna exhale. I think they're gonna exhale a little bit. Yeah. Once. You, yeah. Do we, if you, if you got if you tighten the first half and like I said, you're 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 almost not realizing you have to play that game, getting that halftime in, getting back out there and getting back to basics. That can get you right back on track. So oh, shit. And I'm gonna take it from a positive. The Bucks scored 42 points in that first half. Yeah. Sun should be up more. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Suns should you're be right. up more. The Suns, the Bucks were up 29. They were up with double digits there. They they were up 29 something. So they scored 13 points in what seems like an eternity. Suns, I think Suns let them hang around. They should they should be up more. That's that's my uh, that's my hot take right now. Is that they should be up more. The Suns. Oh, that's hot. That's not hot. That's uh... but they should be up more. No, I don't think it's a, I don't think I don't think it's a hot take at all. I think it's. Um... That's good basketball. Proper take, right there. Proper basketball analysis, absolutely. Uh, I already missed the. Hang on, I missed the run. Stanton, went yeah. to the left, five two. Little engine that could. <laughs> Little engine that could, led by three hundred million dollar DH. How pathetic is it? Oh man, how pathetic is it? We the Yankees have outfielder after outfielder after outfielder going down, and Giancarlo is just there, like can't do it. Let's get the fuck out there, man. Let's go play. It's, it's stupid to me. It's, it's pathetic. It's embarrassing. See, I don't even want him out there because I know he can't play the field. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's fair, too. So then, like, um, what am I going to do? Get mad at him when he misplays a fly ball? Like, I know he can't play the field. So why even – I just want like, just spare myself the aggravation. Who was the kid in right on uh, Sunday who fell back into the wall? Into a into a heap, and refused to come out of the game. Who was that? Was that Lamar? Oh, Lamar. Yeah, Hedy Lamar. Ryan Lamar. Yeah. What was he saying? He doesn't get a lot of ch- he doesn't get a lot of opportunity to wear the pinstripes. He didn't want to come out. I guess he's been up twice before and gotten hurt both times. And he was like, "He's not doing it a third time. Just not coming out." How is that pot? Like this kid Ambergi now is on the IL. What do you do, hamstring or something? And Ber- I don't know what Hamburgie's injury was. The other guy was uh, AC- ACL, MCL? I don't know. Yeah, what guy. Castro was, TLC, towards oh. ACL. His ACL needs Ooh. a little TLC. Yeah, like what the f- – what is it with these? I-, I can't figure it out with the injuries. I mean, his was ugly, man. His just like, – like, he just – Yeah, I mean, there's nothing caught, you can do caught, about that. Caught the ball. Let her go down. He died a hero, man. Went down a hero. Yeah, looking looking forward to seeing him in the lineup next year, opening day. Probably our two hitter. 
Tim LaCastro. Hey, a guy will literally run into a wall for you. I've seen it. He has. He has. Those so I got I got to bounce. I got to bounce a question. I got to bounce a question off you. Let's go. Where do you stand on eating at the Love beach? It. Love eating. Oh God. Uh, I mean, you got to do it sometimes. It's, you, if you're going to eat at the beach, you have to be very prepared. You have to be real prepared for it, man. I've done it before, but you have to protect everything at all costs and be ready to throw out some food because a single grain of sand gets on my food. I, I can't deal with it. It's too close for comfort to the sand. It's, it's just too close. It's, it's real tough. And I've had to eat at the beach before. Yeah. I was at the beach today and I, I made sure I ate before. So I didn't want to bring any food with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want, I carb loaded for breakfast. I was like, I'm going to go to the beach and just drink. <laughs> and I'm not going to worry about, I'm not going to worry about sand fucking seaweed in my shit seagulls seagull these seagulls are a bunch of assholes man yeah they're after geese seagulls might be next on the on the list of terrible birds terrible animals they're nasty what, i mean what do they what do they what do they do what's their purpose seagulls all these animals have a purpose right bees with honey and shit what's the seagulls purpose Bees also pollinate. Bees are maybe the most purposeful. You're you're going you're comparing any animal to a bee might be a mistake, because bees do a lot of shit. Bees make the All world right. go around, basically. Busy bee, yeah, busy bee. It's where it yeah. comes from. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the bee, the, the the bees place. Oh, Torres stays hot. Uh, Labor. The uh, the bees place in the world, you know, is probably known. We'll probably know only a fraction of what the kind of, of the good they do for the world. Um, Seagull, sea, eagles, seagulls, yeah, seagulls. Uh, they are pretty intuitive, though. Seagulls. I'll tell you a story. Uh, one time, I used to have an office that was by, uh, by the water, down in Stanford, and seagulls are always hanging around. One day, I'm out at lunch, just kind of taking a stroll, and I'm in the parking lot, and from above, something just falls right by me. And it falls in ground, cracks open. It's a clam. What the fuck? Uh. So I kind of walk away. Like, that's where the fuck does a clam come from? I'm like trying to figure out what's going on. And then a second or two later, Seagull comes down, starts pecking at it. Fucking thing couldn't get open the clam, threw it down on the ground to crack it open and eat it. Brilliant. You sure he didn't just drop it? Uh, I guess it's po- dropped it. I, I guess it's possible, but those things know what they're doing when it comes to picking up these things. The thing All is, right. cra- well, I'm going thi- to give you a story now too that could back up your stance on seagulls being intuitive. All right, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> so there was there was th- these two chicks at the beach today, one of which was eating a bagel. Okay. Okay. Bagel right. on the beach. All right. Whatever. We'll, I, I can get past that. Not important to the story, really. Okay. So the seagull was in front of her kind of like, because they'll like land right in front of you if you're eating, man. And they'll like, they won't be shy. Because people that's feed a, these big, idiots. Oh, there was people, as we were leaving, there was uh, fucking people feeding them like crackers and shit. I was like, you're, yeah. it's like gremlins, man. I treat those things like gremlins. Never feed yeah. them. Forget about after midnight. Never feed seagulls. Feed, yeah, Never. Feed, feed them with, uh, 
Well, if we do with like the, the uncooked rice, right? Doesn't that make them explode and shit? Is that right? What's the red things on their beaks? It looks like a herpy. Uh, you ever see these things? I don't know what that. Yeah, that that sounds. Yeah, it looks like a herpy. It's hanging a little bit. Dangles. Does a little dangling, or is it? Uh, I don't know. It's just on the solid. Lip. Solid on the on the top lip of the beak. It's a solid red dot. It's probably just a, a lot of them. Try to blood from fish there picking, picking at. Yeah. All right. So you got Ugh. this. You got this. Uh, you got this broad eating a bagel. She's eating a bagel right in the the. She's like shooing. She had to shoo it away a couple times. Okay. A couple yeah. shoes. Like he was persistent or whatever. Oh, man. All right, whatever. She lets her guard down a little bit. And we're sitting like diagonal. Okay. Diagonal. So back into the left of, the, of this girl. Okay. All right. <laughs> as soon as she lets her guard down, Siegel swoops over my shoulder, past her, snatches the bagel, out of her hand, takes off with it. Out of her hand? Out of her hand, bro. Oh, my God. What a move. I, like, applauded it. I gave, like, a slug, like, oh, a my. quick, like, clap. Like, that's, that's just – that's a great move. That was just – they went. he went back to the drawing board. The first thing wasn't working. And he just <laughs> – what a plan of attack. He's like, this bitch isn't helping me out. I'm going to help myself. Came that's, in from behind, dude. Maybe we like seagulls. Crafty, I mean, it was an all-time move. Crafty seagulls. It was a strip sack, basically. <laughs> strip sack <laughs> was going the, the other top. way for six points. He swammed it, went over the top of the, of the lineman, <laughs> just and got, got it back. Yeah, went for the ball, going the Absolutely. other way. Wow. Also, so, also saw some touch football going on today, too. Oh, uh, it's in the air. On the beach. Were you taking bets in your head? I was watching. I watched more than because I don't really know what to do at the beach. I just sit there. I can't. I don't read. Like I can't. I, I have a hard enough time like reading a book. I can't do it at the beach, mm. sweating and shit. I can't concentrate <laughs> on anything. I don't even really go on my phone or anything because it drains the battery. So I just sit there and drink for the most part. And it be, to be honest, it works. By the end of it, I'm like, this isn't so bad. <laughs> when you first get there, you're like miserable. But then after you have a few, you're like, all right. Make Could be the best worse. of it. Yeah, the, yeah. Phone, the phone of the beach, I think it's like a million degrees. And you're right, the battery's dead in 10 minutes. But uh, but the phone gets so hot when you have it out in the sun like that. I hate the people that run the length of the beach. It's like everyone's having a good time here, man. You don't have to be the one guy, the one hardo that's exercising. <laughs> you don't like uh, Rocky and Apollo running across the beach? They did that on a uh, kind of a closed off beach, so I think early enough, or early enough in the morning. I'm assuming too. Yeah, they weren't doing it. Yeah, they weren't showing off. You know what I mean? It wasn't a packed beach. <laughs> By the way, the touch football always makes me think of Point Break. That scene when they're when they're playing, mm -hmm. and Ke sure. and it's like a three on three game, and Keanu somehow sheds off seven blockers to get to Swayze. <laughs> he get he sheds more blocks than there are people in the movie. Somehow, to and he like, tracks them down diagonal. Just a, just a bunch of extras jumping in. Just yeah, jumping oh, yeah, it's great. I love it. I love it. Um, little little tip, man. If at the beach, if you're eating at the beach, number one, it's got to be a sandwich. That's yes. The only thing you can really eat at the beach, pre-made sandwich, and it's got to be a sandwich. It's got to be a sub. 
so you can kind of slide it out of the wrapper slowly. So you kind of only have, and I don't do this for the seagull protection, but obviously it's added benefit. Seagulls aren't swooping in and stealing your sub of only a little bit, a little bit like a bite is showing. Mm-hmm. And a bite and slide, bite and slide until you're done. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's uh, protection from sand and seagulls. But you got to play a little defense, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Ball security, sandwich security. Oh, but this, once the sand gets there, what are right, So there, that's it. That's, that's my final word on uh, eating at the beach. Beach eating. What about chips? Chips could be tricky. Yeah, you're gonna bring them, but it's just uh, it's not. They're not very enjoyable because also your hands are a little gonna get sandy. And once you you know you 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 one you have at least when I have sand on my on my hands and I feel it, all I could think about is that million a million people walk on that sand barefoot. It's the only thought in my head. And I'm like my hand was just in this fucking sand and. Basically, it's like a million people just rub their disgusting feet on it. On my head. I look at the whole beach as a toilet, though, from the ocean on to the sand. Yeah. No, you, know what you, you know what you're getting into. That's why I piss in the ocean. I don't care. I don't, it's a toilet. I don't think there's a rule against it. You could take a dump in the ocean if you want. <laughs> you could. I don't, see, I, don't see why, I don't see why you wouldn't. What's the bugaboo? Your I don't shit. Know. Your, your shit is not the biggest shit in the ocean by any stretch of the imagination. Right. There's anim- you're swimming around with animals who yeah. – where else are they going to shit? They're they live in the right ocean. Now. They're shitting right now, currently. Yes. It's a real grotesque place. Yeah. Yeah, it's the filthy. The beach. <laughs> filthy. <laughs> it's disgusting. And the only, um, the only other body of water that people swim in is a pool, which gets, like, chemicals in it twice a week basically to yeah get rid of the disgusting shit that comes off people's bodies that's people yeah and now you have a now you have a beach where you have people going in it you know you go to any beach it's packed it's hundreds of people <laughs> on top in the water plus the countless number of species in the water uh that live there doing god you know pissing shit and fucking uh Laying eggs yeah. and stuff. If you watch any of the underwater uh, documentary stuff, I mean, they're emitting all kinds of gross shit that we can't even begin to understand uh, what kind of uh, what it feels like, you know? Did you see the guy who got eaten by a whale? You saw that story a few mo- like a month ago? No, I did not. Where? Where was this? Oh, eaten man. By, eaten by a whale. And he got out. Yeah. And he got out. Like through the front or through the back, he get shit out whole. What happened? No, I think he went out the front. Ah, so he's like just waited till the guy opened his mouth and snuck out the front door. Yeah, it was it was off of Cape Cod. Oh, wow. He said he was completely inside. He's a lobster diver, and he was swallowed by a humpback whale uh, off of Provincetown. How does that even happen? I mean, he's a veteran lobster diver, so you'd think he's been. He knows how to avoid a whale, right? You think? So one day, one day, he entered the water for a second dive of the day and got eaten by a, uh, I shouldn't say eaten, swallowed by a humpback, uh, humpback whale. I feel like I saw that like in a cartoon at some point. Somebody going into well, the isn't it like, doesn't that happen in Moby Dick? Does he get, does he get eaten by a whale? 
And Moby Dick? Yeah, does Moby Dick eat Ahab? I feel like he does. I don't know exactly how, how it goes. Yeah, it seems like... I'm a little wary of reading that book because uh, it's just a guy by himself looking for a whale in the ocean. How interesting could it be? I mean, and you know this guy was probably, like, as soon as he got out of the hospital, he probably went back to work and no problem. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's ocean people are bananas. That's all they know. They man. They That's what get, they do. Been, yeah. they, it's not like something. It's not like a career you stumble upon when you're 40. No, you no, just I, you just you're I born should. into it, and you're just you're an ocean guy. That shit's in your blood, man. You know, you wear the little skull cap with the flannel shirt and the <laughs> jeans and the boots, and you got scars all over your hands and shit. Probably. Yep. Yep. Got the beard going. Yep. Like that's just that's life, man. You it's live like, in a little like shack. It's like that uh, that song by Brandy, uh, not Brandy, the R and B artist. Uh, no, the song Brandy by Looking Glass. Sorry, scratch that, reverse it for a second time today. <laughs> the song is Brandy. Uh, yeah, you know, their their love, their life, and their lady is the sea. That's it. Who sings that song? Uh, the group is called Looking Glass. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. You know, you know the song, right? Brandy, you're a fine girl. Yeah, I heard that this weekend, I think. Yeah, that was it. Good, good summer song. Yeah. Definitely a good tune. Definitely a good tune. I was actually in a dive bar in Mystic, Connecticut yesterday on Monday. Because I always – I no matter where I am, I find – I find my kind of environment. Good, yeah. It's a beach town. You know, it's, it's a little mm-hmm. uppity type of people. Somehow, I stumble into a place that's, like, a little scuzzy. They try and overcharge you on shit. The service might not be good, mm. but the happy hour is the cheapest, and the tunes are good. Can't be so you bad. live with it. A little dark in there, a little dank? Very dank. Ooh. Very dank for a mystic bar, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to agree on a curve in certain areas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's good. Had a, little, had a little darkness to it. Any, any ocean guys in there? Any guys with the scars in their hands? No, because I... I mean, even though Mystic's a beach town, there's not really a beach there. You're just kind of on the water. Oh, okay, yeah. You got to – it's not really, like, right on – it's not like a beach right there, I don't think. So, you don't see, like, the hardcore – if you see someone – the type of water people you see there, like someone who's got, like, an actual boat. Yeah, you don't want those guys. Whereas, like, a J. Crew, you know, one of those guys, not, uh, not the ocean. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's almost it's – Not almost- Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the same dichotomy with uh with uh like the horse like horse people like race like horse racing right you have like your underbelly of the horse racing world you know yeah. o- otb guys and then you have like the people who own the horses the uppity the you know the everybody's wearing the tweed jackets and shit and then with the water guys it's like the overalls up of the ass crack at dawn smell like fish guts and then there's the uh, you know, the boat shoes and no socks crew. It's the polar same. opposites. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Yeah, it's the same. The same life, not the same lifestyle, but the same setting. Completely different lifestyle. Oh, night and day. Yeah, night and day. And I gotta say, the beach has like a stench to it, man. <laughs> when people get wet. I don't know if it's a combination of salt water and like suntan lotion, but people just smell like shit at the beach. It's it just stinks. 
I mean, I don't know how people aren't drinking. I don't know how people. I don't know how people do the beach sober. Except for a lot of things, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you add booze to the mix, it really does kick everything up a notch. <laughs> like you throw you throw a bar in the mix, and uh, you know it, it kicks it kicks everything up two notches. <laughs> Come on, Britain, Britain, trying to get right here. No, we don't have time for you to catch up, Zach. I like Britain, but it's just tough. I don't know if you got to get. Where where are you going now? You can't you can't get rid of Britain here, right? I don't know, man. I don't know who's available. I don't. Know. I don't know. That's the one thing. My feel for the team is a little little shaky right now. Knowing where to go, who yeah. who to go to. My feel's a little off. Yeah. I mean, to roll this. He kind of had a clean. Uh, well, Justin Wilson's warming up. Your feel is good uh, enough. Britain you don't can stay. See him. Yeah, Britain can stick around. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's what's going. That's what's going on in the bullpen. I'm good with Zach for until it's uh, seven five Phillies. Yeah, Philly would have to go ahead for me to want to put Justin Wilson in. Yeah, multiple runs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want Justin Wilson facing Yamulto. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. You know what I? You know what I realized recently, and this—I don't want to make light of this subject because it is kind of a serious subject. Okay. Have you noticed? I don't know how much you've been commuting. Every day. Every day. Yeah. There's been more accidents recently than uh, in any other. Well, I shouldn't. I don't know the exact figure, but there was a story that came out about there being more accidents recently. And my wife's the one who pointed it out to me. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've gotten stuck on my commute to work. Turn that, Zach. One, two, three, double play. All right. I guess that would be one, four, three, double play. One, four, three, double play. Nicely done. Justin Wilson will come in to the ninth to try and close <laughs> it out. <laughs> uh, but no, there have been more accidents recently. Every time I leave my house to and from work, there's an accident. Compared to like what, like last year? Like what's the what, what's where are we basing it again? I can't. I, I, I think I think we might be. I think we might, be. dude. I've seen some. I've seen some crazy. I've seen some crazy driving recently. Last Something's year going on. It's like the purge out there. Last year can't count though because nobody's in the road because of the C bomb. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it, it must not be going up against. <laughs> they can't be going up against last year, dude. I've seen people who. Are, you know, you're approaching traffic. Obviously, you know because the brake lights mm-hmm. going off. I've seen multiple times in the last two weeks someone not, who's not paying attention approaching the, tra- uh, the traffic have to swerve off into the emergency lane. Man, have yeah. you seen that move? I haven't seen that move in my 30-something years in, in, in you know, being in a car or behind the wheel, mm. and I saw it twice in the last week. I've seen it, but more more so, like I, th- I think I've seen what you're talking about too, where it's like they have to do it. But I've seen people do it more so out of, uh, you know, the, the old favorite line, uh, an abundance of caution. Um, but I, I've I've seen it once or twice where people are like slamming their brakes, swerving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, swerving because they would have hit the car in front of them. It's te- I'm telling you, man. It's texting. It's, it's definitely have- it's. Definitely texting. People on their phones. It is, I don't, people, I don't want to make a fucking public service announcement here, 
But if you look up at your phone, if you look down at your phone and look up, the reaction time for you to hit your brakes is like like a total, I don't know what the number is, but let's say it's three seconds. And three seconds is a lot when you're doing 40 miles an hour. Yeah. Or 50 or 60. I mean, obviously, the faster you're going. But, I mean, the, the reaction time just isn't enough to catch up to what you missed while you were not watching, not watching the road. Yeah, and I hate to be the guy just complaining about drivers, but, like, I go – whenever you just see someone – I mean, <laughs> everyone's texting or, or talking on their phone. It's crazy. It's it is crazy. And I'm not saying talk – because I've, I've, like, hit hello on my phone and just kind of kept it in my lap or kept it in the cup holder. I'm yeah. talking about the people who have the phone up to their ear and are, like, on the highway. It's like, dude, you got to – Come on. Yeah, I'm a hands- And the texting's even worse. The texting's yeah. even worse. Yeah, well, I'll talk on the phone. Like, I'll have the, have the hands-free. I'll talk on the phone. That's different. Yeah, uh, yeah that's different. Um, but, yeah, even if it's, like, the point where I'll, I will, like, if I, if I, for, hey, it's, what, I'm, I'm, I'm human, man. Give me a break. But I have, I've, sent, I've sent a text once or twice while yeah. driving. I will, I will change how I'm driving. Like, I will be sure before I look at the phone, I'll be sure there's, like, two car lengths ahead of me yeah you know and then kind of do a couple letters look up you know and i'll change my method of driving which probably if somebody's behind me would piss them off because you know i'm not going as fast as i'm gonna go to keep up but but bottom line is just don't don't do it easier said than done i know but you know just don't do it it's fucking yeah if I have to send a text, I'll try and do it like Damon and the departed. I'll try and do the entire text message. Yeah. And then like look down really quick to see if I got it. And then, you know, hopefully you can bang out the whole message that way. Much easier on much easier <laughs> on the keypad, man, not on the on the screen, on the touch screen. You could text easier no looking with the uh with the keypad. Oh yeah. No, I knew where all the letters were for sure. And it was I, mean, I couldn't do it now because I just my out of out of touch. Or, uh, you know, out of practice with it. But right. had, on that five, I had a little dot on the five, so you kind of centered it there. You knew all the letters. Right, we've talked about that. That's yeah. right. So yep. you were faster. In your day, you were a faster texter with the keypad than you are now. Yeah, because yeah, now, I mean, I hate the term. People use the term all the time, like keyboard. But, like, your fat finger, some of those, it's easier to do on the touchscreen. It's just a stupid you do have the auto. You do have the auto correct, though. Yeah, but I'm I, I go too fast. I'm all over the place. It's like K W, you know, five somehow gets in there. Like it's not it's not a word. You think kids are going to be less literate? That yeah, because of autocorrect <laughs> uh, going forward. Autocorrect and emojis and um, just <laughs> so just dumber and, in general. Yeah, <laughs> and like you know all the you know LOLs and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I don't think it's so much the kids' fault; <laughs> it's the parents' fault who kind of embrace this lifestyle. I mean, we're morons, man. We, we, you know, we just pass on the dumbest possible shit from, like, we were given the internet and we made yeah. it just a haven for morons. From the from like, we were given like an awesome, yeah, like look at the endless possibilities with the internet, and it's just. To- it's the ocean now. It's a toilet. It's a- <laughs> I mean, I, and I love it. And I and I love it, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade the internet for anything because I think it's such a useful tool. Yeah. I love it, man. I mean, we're 
we, we release our Esteban. Let's go. Uh, I went over to the NBA game. Two run shot or a solo? The old solo job. All right, insurance. I can't believe they didn't walk him to get the weight anyway. I, I mean, that's why Greg Allen's been on base every time up because they're they're dying to get the weight. Man, they were talking about Florial, man, and like how he's not, he's not, he's kind of barely keeping his head above water in Triple A. Yeah. So, Sometimes like, I'm not saying this is him because I it's just, it's, you know, he's one for three at the dinger and like who who knows, but like. Sometimes these guys just – they need to get to the show. And then that's when they kind of – that's when they step up. Like, they don't – you don't need to, like – it's not like a video game where you got to beat a level to get to the next level. Sometimes it's just you need to get to the next level, and it's for real, and you're in. And you just kind of right. He's like – he's like, what, 22, 23 years old? So they're kind of looking at it as maybe this could be – if you can't figure it out in AAA now, then it's never going to happen. Yeah. Is that the way they're looking at it? I, I don't know, but he just – I don't know. He's, he's, he's had a kind of a rough go at it this year. But sometimes the guy just needs to get up, and then he kind of – he figures it out at the highest level somehow. Like, he just might let just – let him play. Let him play. Yeah, just let him play. Just let him fucking play, man. Who else are you going to play? You know, look pre- at this lineup. If he's not going to play on this team, when the fuck is he ever going to play? Yeah. Look at him. He's got, he's got, he's got the, oh, the charm. Oh, Lopez, monster jam. He's got the charm. The Sorry, man's switch. jam. I'll switch over now with uh, Tyler Wade up. We know what's going to happen there. No, I switched up as soon as, yeah. I switched up two hitters before Tyler Wade because I just was so disgusted. Think about all the dumb shit on the internet, man. I mean, Facebook is, was, yeah. dumb, was dumb before it started changing elections and shit. Yeah. Um, Facebook was just a terrible place. I was first on board. That is a man's jam. I was first on board on hating Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg's one of the worst people in the world. I wish to send that guy to fucking. They should take Zuckerberg and Bezos and uh, even Branson to send them all to space. A one-way ticket, though. Get him out What's of the deal with Bezos? He went up to space in like some penis rocket. I guess. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, what? I don't understand. Like, going to space is cool, and we talked about like why people have the interest in going to space, but like the tourism part of it, that part, I don't get just going up there for fun. I mean, fucking, you guys can go to anywhere in the world, go to a fucking Island. And stay Was there. that just like a flex by him? Like I can just go to space when I want to. I'm not sure. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I think Branson wants to like charge people to go to space, like to do what he did. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you're right. Milwaukee's a little looser here in the third. Um, much looser but um i don't i don't know i can't like if you if you go by twitter it's just they're all just kind of swinging their dicks around and like you know people are oh what if what if what if billionaires competed to see who could end world hunger first instead of get to you know space first like uh, i'm not gonna do that they're, they didn't become billionaires by being generous right they didn't become famous billionaires by like devoting their time to charity. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think uh, they're going to work at the soup kitchen anytime soon. <sighs> Bezos is the one who got divorced, right? The Amazon guy, his wife got like an obscene amount of money. In I, think the divorce. His wife, I think his wife's like the rich, richest woman in the world now in the divorce, getting half his money, like whatever the, you know, the deal was. That's incredible. And what is she doing, you think? She donates she does donate a bunch of that money to the charities. 
Oh, so that's probably like a fuck you to him. Just like, look what I'm doing with your money. I'm just, I know how I'll get him. I'll donate it to charity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Matt, he's just watching like, uh, I don't know. Under underprivileged kids getting fed, he's probably so pissed. <laughs> he's probably so pissed. That's that is kind of interesting. I'd like to see like how much money these guys like Gates and them like where, where how much money actually goes to charity? Because you know they got to do it. They got to put some money towards charity just for PR purposes. Yeah, not that I'm following that, but I'm sure they are doing that, and I'm sure they're making it public. I want to see the bills they're paying monthly. I want to see what's coming out of of their pockets monthly for bills, which I'm sure is not coming out of pocket. I'm sure their accountants do all kinds of fancy footwork to be sure that they're paying every bill with like tax free money. Like it's all, you know, I'm sure there's, you can afford to have a team of accountants just figure out how to not spend any money somehow, just hoarding yeah. cash. But uh, I would want, I would do want to know like just how much is coming out for their bills like see you think bezos has a team of accountants that are in charge of paying his bills absolutely. and they all get a piece of whatever they're all on retainer too just oh, making absolutely yeah uh, yeah that's crazy to think about just to be sure that he's uh keeping as much money as he can i wouldn't be surprised if he's got guys clipping coupons for him so you can get like 30 cents off at the grocery store cheap fuck there's no way he's going. There's no way he's going to the grocery store. No, what is it like shopping? What is it like shopping for Jeff Bezos? Does he have a team? Does he have the same team of people who buys groceries? I'm sure he's got people shopping for him and stocking his kitchen and doing. I, I don't know. He's probably got a personal chef like making up menus and stuff. Personal chef is a definite. Yeah. Personal chef, he definitely has. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Uh, we got to have a, a conversation about uh, what it means to be Italian-American, uh, you know, generations removed. At what point, or what do you need to do to have the title Italian-American removed from your, uh, from your title, I guess, or identity? Like, I just pop it in there. Stop it. No, I don't. Know, I don't know how to describe that because there's no sound on. I don't know what's going on, but Devin Booker is at the line, and I just he was getting ready to shoot a free throw, and then Drew Holiday just came out of nowhere, popped the ball out of his hand. Yeah, uh, needling him a little bit. It looked like there was a yeah, probably there's a whistle, and Booker is going to put up a shot, and there's always that little gamesmanship. Nobody wants them to get a shot off. Uh, you know, it doesn't count. Free throw roll. Of course. So he just kind of went in there, steal the ball. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, so what's, what's like, what do you have to do to, to kind of get that stripped? Like, how low? Like, I understand I was in college, did some things not proud of, you know, had dominoes a couple times, not exactly <clears throat> my proudest moments. But uh, I'm asking this because a friend of mine uh, is Italian American in name only now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, on Sunday, Cracked open a can of Chef Boyardee ravioli. Oh, man. I remember having the ravioli a couple of times when I was really younger. Again, not good. There's, no, there's certain parts of your life you, know, you let slide because, uh, you know, you can't always 
sometimes you just gotta sometimes you have like the this shit to eat, you know it's what so it's walk me through this walk me through his experience as best you can from a third person he willfully went to the store purchased a thing <laughs> of chef boyardee raviolis and like oh, yeah. well yeah i don't <laughs> i can't take you that deep into into uh his game plan there but uh basically there's a group text going on and we had a, a friend who I don't know if he made sauce or was at his at his parents' house for sauce, but sent like the, a shot of the pot of sauce and the meatballs in it, you know, classic Sunday view. And, uh, Perfect, yeah. And, uh, you know, just like check it out, whatever. And, you know, nice. Oh, it's awesome. And then then we get that text back a few minutes later. It's the shot of the can. I'm cracking this baby open. Uh, and really just kind of to the disgust and chagrin of us all. Even the yeah, I mean the, the shock guys. and awe must have been. Even the Polish guys in the uh, in the chat were not happy with him. Disgusted. This disgusting. Yeah. I, I feel like I mean, I mean it definitely makes it worse that your friend's Italian American. But even if you're not Italian American, I feel like there's some shame involved there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, yeah. just you're a human being first. Yes. Yeah. You can't be eating the Chef Boyardee. It's not uh, good, man. Do you op- at least warm it up. I, oh god i'm just eating a cold out of the can oh that's disgusting <laughs> uh gross but obviously like going to olive garden that's a big one can't eat there pineapple on pizza is a big one pineapple on pizza is one yeah um uh eating like a uh, eating like a a meatball that came out of like a like a frozen section of the grocery store. That's a big sin to me. You got to, if you eat a meatball, it better be homemade or at least at a reputable Italian restaurant, which I don't even usually order meatballs when I'm out. Well, I'll get like a meatball sub from like a meatball deli. grinder, meatball yeah. hero for sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, a meatball that's not made by somebody's hands. Uh, it's disgusting. It's a disgrace. You know, you can't get like the store bought frozen, nope. warm them up meatballs. Terrible. Terrible. Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't know what other sins there there are, but that, these are these are amongst the the the, the greatest sins. Chef Boyardee is up there, though. I'm sure I, I got a feeling Chef Boyardee is probably rolling over in his grave because I don't think this is what he envisioned. He was an Italian guy. Uh, he was. Me. Yeah, I think it's just kind of you know it kind of like he's like the uh, maybe he's like the Aunt Jemima of uh, I don't know maybe not Aunt Jemima is a bad example. I'm sure there's some. Yeah, we haven't canceled Chef Boyardee yet. We we probably should lead the yeah. charge on that. <laughs> I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know how you get that started without sounding like a like a whining millennial. But uh, yeah, we right. should Chef Boyardee and Papa John's as I watched the commercial over here, which we tried to cancel Papa John's, but what happened? A bunch of celebrities jumped in. Shaq now owns a piece of it. The guy Papa John, you know, is doing God knows what. God knows where, uh, but somehow we saved Papa John's because Shaq jumped in there. We tried to cancel Papa John's. We canceled Papa John's. What we did, we just kicked that asshole out of his house and squatted in it and yeah. took over. I know. They brought in Shaq, transparent moves, and now Papa John's is back. Ridiculous. Yeah, we did our best there. Italians never win in these things, though. 
No. Well, Chapman battles back and gets Harper. Yeah, I don't know what other sins. What about, like, Mayo on Salami or Mayo on him? Uh, I'm pro-Mayo, pro but I do it on, like, an American sandwich, like turkey. I'm, I'm going to give it a slide uh, here because just a week ago I heard that uh, Furio, uh, Federico Castelluccio, is that his name? Yes. He had a sandwich – named after him at a deli and i guess he had a hand in making it and it had mayo on it and his rationale was because his character is named the furio furio not the not the federico yeah <laughs> uh he uh his rationale was like oh he's an italian guy who came to america so he wanted to like put something american on with the italian feel so it was kind of was like a little bit of both worlds yeah. Uh, no, not my favorite. I wouldn't do it. I probably wouldn't order the Furio. Uh, what was what was on it for meat wise? I'll look it up. I don't. I don't remember the top of my head. But I'll, I'll and what place? It. What sandwich place is this? It was in Jersey, someplace. Oh, Chapman, okay. looking good. Thank God we got. All right. Thank God we got that McCutcheon. Uh, <laughs> tacking it on here. So, so home run still counts as only one. Counts as only one. Yep. Got to shut the page. Turn the page. Turn the page. Okay. He's faced two out of the three batter minimum, too. So, ah, man, Chapman, what a disaster. All right. $12 creation features mortadella, fresh mozzarella, okay. Jersey tomatoes, and mayo. Oh, you know what? On a time break. Mortadella. It's it kind of makes sense to have mayo on it. I don't. Uh, Mortadella is a is a type of ham. Oh, it's right, it's bologna, right? I thought that yeah. was I thought mortadella was like the bologna looking meat with uh, like the nuts in it. And what's what else is on this sandwich now? Mozzarella and tomatoes. Very simple. Mm, moots, I I won't moots, go, and, moots yeah, with mayo. It's almost like too creamy of a cheese. It should be a different cheese for sure if you're going to do mayo. Yeah, I could even live with American cheese on that sandwich with mortadella. So I yeah. do like tomatoes with mayo. Even, tomato with mayo is a nice mix, but the, the moots is what throws me off. A bit. I would even prefer sliced mozzarella on that. Because yeah, a nice the, thin piece of moots. Yeah, because with the with the fresh, it's like it's too it's creamy, right? It's got some wetness to it, and the mayo has that too. Uh, I feel like it's too it's too much of a clash. Yeah, but hey, that's just I I might give that sandwich a shot just out of respect for Furio. Yeah, there's a picture of them there. They got like a six footer in front of them, handing out you know to a line of Guidos in New Jersey. Nice. All right. Yeah. Good for Federico Castelluccio there. Yeah. No, no. That's, right. That's how you know you made it. If you get a sandwich named after you. Yeah. You did good things. If we were going to get the Sunday poor sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a big, that's a big, uh, we may need like a couple of shows to think about it. Yeah. It's almost too, yeah. Cause you're going to, we're going to start naming meats. <laughs> It's just going to turn into an Italian combo. It's going to turn into owning it. It's, gonna, it's just going to be a deli. That's it. It's, gonna, it's everything in the deli. Yeah. I mean, on top of your head, it's just an Italian combo. But, yeah, we'll have to figure out what the Sunday pour. Well, what's like the – okay. Would you – if you had to pick one for our combo, would it be salami or uh, supersod? 
I mean, I, I like I like a nice supersod, nice thin piece of supersod. Your, your name's on it now. Your name's on the sandwich now. See, it's so that's uh, it's such a tough choice that I don't want to commit to it right now. <laughs> I think I'm. I'd lean supersod. You had the right kind because sometimes, sometimes you got the shitty super supersod's like fatty and it's not. You got a nice thin piece of supersod and sometimes that's all right. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Three in a row. Three in a row. So that's how many down on their 19-game uh, slot? One of them got rained out. It was six, nine, 11, 10 down, and they won seven of them. Is that right? Uh, two against Seattle, two against two, four, six, seven. Yeah, so they, they exceeded my expectations already. Um, Three more wins to get to the over. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's go. Take care of business against Philly. It's a shitty analyst. Yes. Is that a day game tomorrow? Am I going to be able to listen to that at work? I'll do your homework on John. I'm going ha- to have to take notes. I already forgot what the hell he was talking about today. No, it's 7 o'clock tomorrow. Unfortunately, it will be a uh, night game. We're elected by stay game. Uh, going back to the NBA Finals, I guess now. Uh, so the sandwich, yeah, that's uh, that's that made me. It made me. What made me think of the sandwich was uh, I was at Gaetano's on Sunday in Stratford, oh, and those sandwiches are just. I love it. You know what I mean? I I, got, I had a uh, see. I don't even remember the name of it, but what what was on it? Uh, Broccoli Rob was on it, and I think it was some prosciutto, mm. maybe some moots and broccoli Rob. I have to look up the menu. I already forgot, but I know, like, I I want something a little unique because you don't see broccoli rob as like a I don't not condiment isn't the right word, but topping as like topping, yeah, as yeah. like a topping for a sandwich. I want something a little bit outside of the bro- outside of the box, but also, you know, in a something in a traditional sense too. I want to meet like the. I want to meet the two, you know, the new school with the old school a little bit. Something different, but also something familiar. Yeah, I, I think it's like they're like Gaetano is a Bronx, like an Arthur Avenue style deli, and it's a big thing from what I remember from eating. I usually eat at a restaurant down there, but like if I, the, the deli down there, I remember Rock Rob was always on the sandwiches. And, the, and peppers too, they always have hot peppers on there. Or, or it doesn't have to be hot peppers, I guess, but there's always some sort of peppers on the sandwich. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. It's almost like, you know, a lot of places, I don't know, maybe it's not a lot of places, maybe it's just me, but like, the pickled eggplant seems like it's always on sandwiches up here. But it could pickled just be eggplant, okay. It could just be uh, my cousin's deli and when I make sandwiches at home. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, it's a great topping. So it was, it was the good fella I had. It was oh, hot gabagool, sharp oh. provolone, broccoli, rob, roasted peppers. And they do the sharp provolone like the not, not there's not sliced provolone. It's like a chunk of provolone. Yes. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yep, it's phenomenal. Uh, I think I, I, now I, I'm just going through the options in my mind. I think super sod and, and pickled like homemade pickle eggplant are on my, my, my vote for the uh, Sunday pour sandwich. I already fucked up what sandwich I had. I've had that sandwich before. It, I had a chicken cutlet sandwich. <laughs> it was chicken cutlet. It was chicken cutlet, prosciutto, <laughs> fresh moots, roasted peppers, broccoli rob. How do you get confused with, with, uh, I'm not more to dodge. You get confused with the cabagool and uh, <laughs> and the chicken cutlet. 
I don't know. There was two broccoli Rob sandwiches. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah, I was confusing big. broccoli Rob sandwiches. Cutlet, cutlet, and Rob is one of my favorite sandwiches that you can get anywhere. I that's wouldn't like, mind like, the Sunday pork being a chicken cutlet sandwich. Oof, we just got to figure out. Yeah, it's, chicken cutlet's a great. That's a great hero, man. It's a great I would, sub. I think I'd have, if it was cutlet, I would have hot peppers on it. <sighs> yeah, maybe like a little melted provolone. Cut, a cutlet's nice. Like a sliced provolone melted on that. That's with the cutlet. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be a good, it's obviously got to be a good cutlet. Because I feel like a lot of people can make an Italian combo. I mean, there's good Italian combos. There's great Italian combos. But I feel like you get that everywhere. The, mm-hmm. the good chicken cutlet, mm. it's not, that's not everywhere. Would you do, what would we do without the hot pepper? We could do it with the, would you do it with the eggplant? I don't know if I do cheese with the eggplant. But I would do uh, a call it with eggplant. Might be good. Yeah, that could that could work. All right, I got well. Maybe she got to do a, like a taste test of some of these things. I mean, that'd be the best part about getting a sandwich named after is the, yeah, the sampling. What was the Larry David sandwich? Oh, it was uh, it was like capers and white fish and mayo. <laughs> It was terrible. And onions, I think, too. I think onions may have been on it. <laughs> yeah, bagel. Not, not an appetizing sandwich. Bagel with white fish. White fish. Smoked sable, white onion, capers, and cream cheese. Cream cheese. Keep it away from seagulls. I've never done. <laughs> or feed it to seagulls. Maybe that's what you get to seagulls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I never did locks. And cream cheese. I would try it though. I think we talked about this before, so I don't want to repeat it. But locks, yeah, yeah. never did locks. I would do locks if it's, but it would have to be like to take me to where the best locks are. Right, you want, yeah, you want the good, you want the best. Yeah, if I'm gonna try it, that'd be like if you if you wanted to give somebody like, oh, you gotta try, you gotta, you never had prosciutto before, you gotta try this. A bit going like getting like the pre-packaged shit. Like it's all thick and chewy. Like right. Oh, no. Fresh sliced prosciutto from a real deli. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, first impressions. Everything. Yeah. If you get that first, that, that, that pack, I mean, you've all like fallen victim or is desperate for, for something. And you're like, oh, I got, I want, I want prosciutto or want, well, they want this or that. And you get like the prepackaged one. And it's just not the same. Like immediately, re- re- you know, regret like the 15 bucks <laughs> you spent. Like on this subpar bullshit. Right. But you, I mean, at least you didn't buy a can of Chef Boyardee. Yeah, at least I, my soul is intact. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, all right. What time we start? I, you know, I, I didn't write down the time like I usually do. I have no idea what time we started or how long. We I think we put in a solid hour 15. That's pretty oh. good for a show with no notes. Yeah, not bad at all. We ran it, ran it pretty solid there. Nicely done. All right, let's wrap it up. Then. Well, quit while we're ahead. What do you say? I'd say that's a great idea. All right. Well, to the loyal listeners, thank you for waiting an extra day to hear us. Appreciate you uh, being so patient. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Thanks for spending time. Next time, next week. Later this week, we'll be here. Unless we're going to take the rest of the week off, Ant. Uh, thanks for spending time with us. We'll talk to you soon here on Sunday 4, Ant. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you later on in the week.
you ever see uh, the movie I, Tanya? We talked about this, but. Yeah, I caught the end of it one, uh, one night when I couldn't sleep. Jeff Galuli, we talked about him. Yeah. He changed his name to Jeff Stone. <laughs> oh, is that right? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Jeff Stone. Not a not a great. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not sure what my uh, what I make my name out to be. You know. If I well, you'd what name. if you had to change your name? Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't, I don't really don't want to change my name. So, it'd be tough. Mm, change your name. Yeah, I mean you're in a tough. You got bigger problems than changing your name if you have to change your name. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, if you had to change your name that bad, you'd just say fuck it and come up with something. Yeah. Like, yeah, give give me that name, whatever. Yeah, what is protection names? They they probably they just assign you a name, right? Yeah, I don't know if you get to pick it. Yeah, that'd much, be fun though. That'd be a fun element. Maybe that'd be a selling point. Like, we'll let you pick your name. <laughs> if you risk your life and rat on these uh twelve guys. I wonder yeah, I wonder what the what the process is. Like they sit you down and they're like, All right, uh you don't really look like a Bob. You don't really look like a Mike or a Pete. Uh, you could you yeah, you could maybe pull off a Ken though. But if you always, yeah, if you I would always, I would want some first. I would I would want some say on my first name. Have you ever been told that you look like an Anthony? Probably, yeah. People love saying that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People people love that shit. Prince Spaghetti Day. How many times you hear that on a Wednesday? Oh man, the commercial has not. Been in the commercial has been around in a hundred years. The uh, commercial was out of style when people started making the jokes to me as a kid. It was it was dead that commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, as a kid, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Like what commercial? Like oh, it was a commercial before you were Anthony. born. Anthony, I don't think I've ever seen this commercial. I've heard people. It's been out of date. It, it hasn't been around since what? Early '80s, maybe. I guess, yeah. Like I said, I'd never even seen it because it, it was out of vogue before, you know, when I was a kid. So <laughs> we may be going years. on like forty years of this commercial not not being on TV. I've heard that within the past six months. Easily, it's Prince yeah. Spaghetti Day. Yeah. Oh yeah. People love it. I'll hear People, it. People, I can't get enough of it, man. Like our name just hasn't really. I don't know. Nothing people people got nothing new. It's just it's Prince Spaghetti. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I know. We got Anthony Soprano, right? We got a lot of there's been some Anthony's in around since not like there's no other Anthony's. Yeah, there's been a few Anthony's. Oh, we got a little chippiness in the Oh must be Chris Bobby Port has got the crazy eyes. Watch out. Oh, people going. Oh, man. Bobby Port is getting the crowd fired up. This could be. Uh... Yeah, he does have those crazy eyes. I mean, that's why you have Bobby Portis on a team, man. Just get the crowd fired up a little yep. bit. Let's see who did it. Oh, uh, yeah. Bobby Portis put his hands on Paul a little bit. Yeah, Paul is fired up, man. Wow. We got a game here. Ten minutes he's left. Oh, he's laughing at him. Oh, yeah. might, we might just we might have to keep the post show going for the final ten. I don't know if we should do it, but that would take. It might take forever. Yeah, that's a good point. Now let's fucking see if, reviews. Let's see if we can get. Uh, we'll wait. We'll at least we'll at least wait till it comes back for break, and see if we can bang out a couple minutes quick. Yeah. So we got a little trailer here. 
Who's going uh, to see? Did you see the trailer for that new Ryan Reynolds movie? It looks like the worst movie ever created. Oh, yeah. It does look atrocious. That looks really bad. Is that a kid movie? I don't know. It's, was it PG or PG-13? I don't know, but I've seen the trailer more times than I want to admit because it seems like it's been on a lot recently. Mm-hmm. And I can't figure out who the movie's for. <laughs> that's a good it looks movie. terrible. That's, I didn't consider that, but you're absolutely right. It seems like a kid's movie trapped in like an adult premise or a kid's premise trapped with an adult, I don't know, uh, feel to it. I don't know. I don't even know what the name of it is. I got to look up Ryan Reynolds, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what it's called either. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he's got, geez, this guy is busy. Free guy. Free guy, that's what it is. Did he peak with Van Wilder? Was that his peak? Well, people love Deadpool. Oh, okay, I never, never saw Deadpool. Uh, what does it show? Ratings? Oh, PG thirteen. So it's yeah, it's gonna be a stupid movie. Yeah, the best part about well, I should say one of the best parts of Van Wilder was Tim Matheson as his father. Yeah. And T- Tim Matheson just showed up in some show that my wife's watching. It's an atrocious show on Netflix. The acting is terrible. It's basically like a soap opera. Yeah, but Tim Matheson. Gives the show an ounce of credibility every time he's on the screen. Yeah, it was a nice touch having him show up by the end of Van Wilder there because, you know, obviously just brings you to uh, – he, he only shows up at the end, right? No, yeah. I think he shows up in the kind of the beginning to tell him he's got a – he wants to pull him from school. Oh, okay. All right. He may show up at the end too. I, I don't remember. I haven't seen Van Wilder in a while. But he definitely shows up at the end. I know, I know that, but – Okay. Uh, yeah, Van Wilder shows it in two – uh, let's see what other ones have I seen here. Yeah, he's been on a couple. I okay. saw Smoking Aces. That was him and Leota. That was a big, big cast. Yeah, yeah. He's been on a few. Some rom coms in there, probably. Yeah, he had a Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah, there's nothing uh, that gets me going here. The Hitman's Bodyguard or Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. People like that movie. Apparently, they're doing like another one. Huh. Or I don't know what he was in. Oh, he was in the Hitman's Bodyguard, and now it's the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. The second one. So I don't know. But he's got uh, Deadpool three. They're doing Clue again. That's, that sounds terrible. Ugh. Why? Why redo Clue, man? Clue's fine as it is. Uh, why do you think? Huh, I want to get into this conversation, but why do you think they keep doing these fucking remakes of everything? You think it's just because it's a business? People are like, well, it's name recognition. We know we'll get people to see it. They know they'll get X amount of people to see it because yeah. it's name recognition, and that's enough for them. It's just the fact that they'll get whatever percentage of their money back, or they'll make whatever percentage on their investment. That's like enough for them to greenlight a movie. That's it. That's all it's got to be, right? It's a business decision. Just a bad business decision. Yeah, they know they'll make. They know they'll make enough money 
you know, it's kind of like just taking the safe route instead of trying to come up with an original idea that might completely flop. Yeah. And in the sense of like, I'll give you an example, like uh, Creed, right? Mm-hmm. With a movie like Creed, they know they have the older audience, the Rocky audience, mm-hmm. and then they're trying to bring in a new audience. Yep. yep. You know, with new viewers. So you try and bring like the old with the new together. And I don't know. I'd rather just see something new because I, I don't even really like the whole, I don't really like reboots that much of all these, shit, whether it's a TV show or a movie. Yeah. I want to see something different. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, Usually when they do these remakes, get out of here, swatted. Uh, usually these remakes, it makes me want to watch the old one. Yeah, I usually make a point whenever there's a remake of anything and the remake looks, you know, good, maybe good that I want to see it. I usually make a point to watch the original. Yeah. And maybe like I did that with the longest. I did that with the longest yard back in the day. Because uh, oh, yeah. I do like the Sandler one. I like Sandler. I like that cast, you know, Chris Rock and all them. Yeah, it wasn't I was like, that I, I got to watch the original. That wasn't that bad. And they, I mean, they always do like some kind of homage to uh, like, wasn't, Burt Reynolds was in the new Longest Yard, right? Came oh, out, yeah. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they always kind of do like, even like Starsky and Hutch, like real Starsky and Hutch showed up. There's always like <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, Starsky and Hutch wasn't bad. Right, but I guess I could see that's one where I never saw the TV show Starsky Notch. But like, oh, you throw who was it, Owen Wilson and uh, whoever the fuck, and Stiller, yeah, and Stiller, like, yeah, all right. When I was, you know, twenty years old, however old I was when that movie came out, like, yeah, all right, I'll go check it out. So I guess, yeah, I guess I see the appeal of it because I've fallen victim to it before. You know, when I was in the demographic they were selling to. Yeah, I also think that with the younger crowd, when you do a remake. The younger crowd doesn't even isn't familiar with the older movie, so they don't care. They it's new to them. Yeah, yeah. That's why I felt with Stars. That happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. Not I'm that- trying to think of an example of that when we were growing up. I'm sure there were movies that we saw that we didn't even realize they had been made. You know, two or three times already. Like you- a Star is Born has been made a bunch of times, right? But there's a whole. Yeah group of people that went to go see that movie that weren't familiar with the Judy Garland version. Yeah, which was on, which I saw a little bit of after I had seen the uh, Lady Gaga uh, Lady Gaga one. Yeah. Uh, I saw that one, a little bit of it. And it wasn't bad. Like, I saw the first maybe half hour of it. But, like, I was like, oh, I was into it. It was just like it was started like 1130 on a Wednesday. I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch a three-hour movie on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, so there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. And I think that Judy Garland did it. Barbara Streisand did it too, like in the 70s, I think. Yeah, Barbara Streisand yeah. did it in the 70s. I think there may have even been another one. There was two or three before the Gaga one. This crowd is hyped. They're there for a party, man. They're going to be... They're going to be very disappointed if the Suns win this game. They are all there for a party. That would be an all-time all game six win if they pulled it off, though, man. I mean, it's this crowd. Suns? Yeah. Yeah, it would. Hostile environment. I mean, Chris Paul's missing technical free throws. <laughs> are we going to start we gonna start the Chris Paul's injured talk? I don't know. I mean, he's playing. <laughs> if you play, there's no excuses, but – 
mean, he's playing. He looks fine to me. Maybe just not playing well. What was that for? What was the technical free throw for? Uh, I don't know. Bobby Portis did something. Yeah, he was like skipping down the court. I think they were like, all right, at some point, some point, you got to rein this guy in. Yeah, you got to get him out of there just like to calm him down if he's gonna keep doing that. I don't know. Big corner three coming up here. No, of course, Giannis gets fouled. Center the line. He's got forty-one, and he's got like basically half their points. It seems like he does. he has to do a lot, Giannis. Put him on their back. Yeah, he has got, let's see, 41 yeah. points and how many boards? Oh, boy, that's a pretty good call, by the way, that, that no, no call on Booker. Because, like, Booker initiated contact throwing his arm up. So that's not a foul on Giannis. If, he, if, if Booker's putting his hands up, like, his. Yeah. All, his Hand off the ball went up. That got the contact with uh, Giannis, and then Giannis just—it was too long. He tried to throw up, try to throw a ball into a brick wall. It's not gonna, not getting over that. that yeah. <laughs> I, so Giannis has looking for contact. Fifteen of sixteen from the line tonight. He he's got forty-two. No, I'm sorry, forty-three. If he hits this shot, forty-three and twelve. The next leading scorer, Bobby Portis with 14. Uh, maybe I could leave him in there. <laughs> he might have to, man. Middleton has only got 11. Brooke has 10. Brooke had a little moment there in, like, the second quarter. And then uh, – or third – I think it was the third quarter. And Holiday has 12. And P.J. Tucker, I swear, scores no points in any of these games. No, he's not. He always has a goose egg. I don't think he's there to score. No. Pat Connaughton, 19 minutes. He's got zero points. He's 0 for 3. If P.J. Tucker scores 12 points, you're either down 50 or up 50, I think. Yeah, not, not, not what he's there for. Yeah. And Booker, you know, you wanna, everyone wants to like kind of skip ahead and call him a superstar. 15 points tonight. You got to do a little – I mean, it's, it's not fair because he's a young kid. Mm-hmm. He's 24 years old. Probably need to do a little better than 15 points here. Well, last year was really his only playoff experience, right? He hadn't been to the playoffs before, right? Well, did they make the playoffs last year, the Suns? Yeah, he had that big shot. Like, it fell on his back. I don't remember. That was, like, the lasting image. I don't know if that was uh... – but, I mean, how long has he been in the league for? He's 24. How long has he been in the league for? He's not – Right, he's not four. He probably was a one and done guy at Kentucky. But he, yeah, I, I would say. But even even if even if he's been in the league for a couple of years, he's never been. Uh, you know, especially with last year, like you're not getting an environment like this. I mean, this is something. No, like a lot. If you've never been there before, or if only exposure was last year, I mean, this is something. This is bananas. Yeah. Oh, I want Bobby Portis to take Ooh, over. Bobby. Look at Bobby Ooh. Portis. Some players show up. That ball it's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. He is there. He is there for a party. He wants to be the center of attention. He's going to be the J.R. Smith here, taking his shirt off and shit. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Portis is going to get after it tonight if they win. Oh, yeah. Wanna, He's going to have the best night of his life. Follow him around. Yeah, Bucks win. Follow him around. Yeah. 
Maybe not too late. I want a camera on Bobby. Yeah. I want a camera on Bobby Porter. Bobby Porter might be – Bobby Porter is already the MVP of the parade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not to get too ahead of ourselves to put the, uh, the Sunday Port jinx on it. Right. Oh, nice pass. Giannis up with a dunk. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, Six-point lead with six minutes to go. Yep. They could they could start to smell. Oh, oh, oh legacy! This game. might lead Chris to a timeout. The legacy game for Chris Paul if he's going to turn the ball over for the last six minutes. Yeah, they're going to do a lot of talking about him on uh, skipping Shannon. I I saw LeBron was there uh, mm-hmm. in Phoenix for Game Five mm-hmm. with his tequila or something. Of course, like just that alone, I, I you know is enough to make me not root for the Suns. He was in – I watched Space Jam. Uh, you know, oh, you did? Fell asleep for most of it. Uh, there you go. That's a perfect example of a movie that's appealing to kids who aren't familiar with maybe the original. Yeah, kids liked it. The kids did like it, so that's nice. He was really too good at being an asshole father, though. Just LeBron? Like, yeah, his whole role was like he was trying to force his kids into basketball. And the kid didn't want to play. The kid wanted to be like a video game designer. Yeah. And uh, he was just com- <laughs> was completely ignoring it. The kid's like telling him. He's like, yeah, but you got basketball camp. He's like, Dad, I'm signing up for science camp. He's like, no, but you got basketball camp. I'm like, LeBron, the kid is telling you what he wants to do. He's got like nine computers in his room. He's actually creating basketball. He's creating a, created a <laughs> basketball game on, on his own. He's like... <laughs> He's like, no, you got basketball camp, though. I'm like, all right, LeBron, you're, not, you're just not listening. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, <laughs> really good. Played that role well, but uh, I'm not sure he's got acting in his future. No, probably not. No. Probably not. But not that I'm not, Michael Jordan wasn't exactly winning Oscars either. He wasn't. No. No, <laughs> um, MJ, no. No. Uh, so Buck's up four now with about five minutes to go. Pat Connaughton's bricking threes. They should probably pull him out of the game. And uh, that's it. So I fell asleep right when they got to Toon Land, so I don't really uh, I don't really remember too much of bugs and all that kind of shit. Uh, that's where so. the game took place in Toon Land. No, I don't even know if it's called Toon Land. But like when they got I, I got I got a little I got a little LeBron and Bugs and then uh, Marvin Martian showed up and I don't remember anybody else after that. Hmm. All right, then. But, yeah. Kids liked it. That's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll get around to it. See it at some point. I wouldn't rush to it. <laughs> and say I was going to rush to That's it. But it's going gonna, gonna to be on one night. <laughs> all right. Well, watch. I'll get this going. That was enough of that game, I guess. There's, there's no way we're doing this whole thing. So. No, nah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be in like 20 minutes at least. Yeah. All right. I'll talk all to right, you. Okay. Well, that's it. Yeah, peace.